0: Of course, you have a lot of orders, you have a lot of wines, then sometimes you don't remember the name of the wine. But as soon as you point that wine with a finger, the customer will look at the label and you can actually read the label and repeat the name of the wine. Because it's important to repeat the name of the wine to make sure that they order the right, the right mm-hmm. wine.
1: Thanks for joining me, Federica. The idea of this uh, talk is really I want to bring value to the global industry because lots of lessons can be learned in what's going on in UK, you know, hospitality market. And that's I, I truly believe that London is a place where, you know, a lot of trends start, especially in the spirits and I'm sure in the wine as well. Uh, you know, they are still passionate about the learnings, what's new, the way to serve, you know, all the fine establishments are still there and it is a benchmark of hospitality when it comes to the on trade for sure you know so i think it, it will be a solid value for people what we want to talk about is the role of a sommelier and you know how restaurants can also improve uh, their hospitality elements, you know, uh, and especially how UK sommelier Association is helping uh, with that in UK. So uh, why don't you give a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, background about yourself, what you do and about association as well, and just your journey.
0: Yes, my journey is quite probably unusual because my previous career was in uh, CGI and films. I was doing 3D special effects is my background. Uh, in university I studied art and cinema and after a few years of doing that job that was super creative and very exciting uh I uh, and it was very nerdy because I was constant in front mm-hmm. of a computer mm-hmm. not talking with anybody just working 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 and I thought let's let's do something different let's start studying wine in in Italy it's part of our culture everybody is doing the sommelier course just because we need to know about our wines otherwise (laughs) we feel like we 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 didn't do our job as Italians and and I started studying and I fell in love and I fell in love of the passion behind uh, all this uh industry and I decided then for like life and uh Um, I needed new challenges. I decided to move to London. And when I moved to London, uh, of course, I had the the choice to to choose my industry and go, and London is the best place for films, of course, or to choose wines. And I choose the second one because I thought this is a very great opportunity for me to to start from scratch. I love Mm. the idea of starting something new. And actually, I started working immediately for the UK Sommelier Association because I finished my education with them. Then I just Mm -hmm. stayed uh, helping organizing courses. And then my ambition has always been teaching because I love communicating things. Mm -hmm. I was teaching my software, my 3D software. Then it was natural for me to say, OK, what do I want to do in this industry? Teaching. And I Mm -hmm. started studying. Of course, to teach you have to study a lot, and you have a few exams to take. Then, while I was organizing courses and attending the courses at the same time, that was helping me. I was preparing the exams. I did all my exams to teach, and I started then teaching uh, a few years ago. And Mm -hmm. now, yes, uh, of course. So, how long have
1: you been in with UK Sommeliers Association?
0: Uh, In I started in two thousand and eleven. And oh wow!
1: Eleven years, almost. Year. Yeah, yes.
0: nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And we, Great. Of course, we don't do just. We organize also events, competition. Mm. We have our best sommelier UK every year, and it's quite busy. Yes. Nice. It's, nice. It's we'll, well,
1: well, I would love to know what what are the elements of becoming a best sommelier, right? Uh, let's go on defining a sommelier, right? As for you, uh, uh, what is the definition of a sommelier? You know, what do they do?
0: Yes, well. Uh, First of all, a sommelier has to have, of course, have a good knowledge about wine with a certification, with a diploma. Uh, in London happens, um, sometimes at restaurants, they just uh, have their waiting staff that they're... They, they make them learn a lot about their wine list, but not mm-hmm. about wine. Then they know, know a lot about their wine list, but they don't have a great knowledge about wine, and that can be a limit for the sommelier because the sommelier has to sell wines then Mm. they have to know what they're talking about. Then it's important to have a qualification, to have a diploma, to have a background, solid Mm -hmm. background and of course uh, first thing first when a sommelier start working in a restaurant he has to know quite well the wine list. It's not something that you you know over time, overnight. Then you have to spend time tasting the wines and understand them because the hmm. first job is to suggest the wines. And, of course, suggest the wines means that you have to understand their style. You have to understand one by one what style it is in order yeah. to suggest them to customers. And, of course, do focus also on wine pairing, not just selling the wine that you want to sell because is the one that you think is the one that has high margins, or is something that you want to the, the, the customer to taste, but also something that goes very well with, with food. Mm. Because that way you create an experience that is unique. And mm. you create that bond with the client, the client is, is happy. Because we know, as sommeliers, that a bad wine pairing will affect the food and affect the wine. That if you, mm-hmm. if you give an expensive wine to customers, but you pair that expensive and wonderful wine with something that is not perfect, mm-hmm. the wine wouldn't taste that good. Then, you know, you lose that experience, that great connection between food and wine. And then, of course, um, well, managing the wine cellar is another very important task of a sommelier. Then he has to, of course, be aware of the inventory, the, the wine that is there. Maybe uh, if he starts in a new restaurant, it's always exciting to add some new wines, to mm-hmm. create your wine list that reflects your style as well, because personalizing it means that you will be more passionate about what you sell and uh, uh, keep the cellar tidy and uh, all um, clean, looking after the temperatures of the wines, very important because the wrong temperature can, can affect uh, the wine taste and the wine sensations. Have another important thing is having a great relationship with the supply suppliers, mm-hmm. with the distributors, because of course you can have the best deals and you can have a good relationship that can add to the mm-hmm. experience to the, to the wine selection what else well uh create of course having a good relationship with the chef to create mm-hmm. a set menu to pair the wines with the right food because again if you don't have a great communication you can uh, have some 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 mm. problems when you have to pair the food of course it, it. it is, is enough uh, uh, an extra ingredients on a, on a dish that can affect the pairing and maybe affect the wine taste and is is important sommelier knows mm-hmm. that how important it is and then of course having a, a good practice and a good style in the wine service then for example the, the canteen is something that is always adding to the like charm and fascination mm-hmm. of the, um uh, a sommelier uh, but of course you have to do it correctly you have to do it with the right approach and mm-hmm. not being too flamboyant or too technical when you explain the wines but be approachable and charming and have having social skill is very important in my opinion mm. for a sommelier because at the end you sell wines but it's not just selling wine is selling an experience selling something mm. that the customer will remember and will be happy about and i think cool. yes it's of course is 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 a job that needs a lot of skills for sure
1: on the business side of things right you are getting hired and you're responsible for some part of it and you're responsible to drive business what are the kpis you know in in a very uh black and white manner that they are responsible for in their job you know how do you uh, judge a performance of a sommelier?
0: Well, in theory, of course, the best way to judge it is to uh, let's look at the revenues, the total sales, the wine sales, but in my opinion, it's a little bit more complicated than that, mm-hmm. because those sales, uh, especially in restaurants like a, big restaurants like Savoy, mm-hmm. the Ritz, those uh, restaurants, they, they always have their room uh, full then they don't they don't have problems with filling up the restaurant uh what is the big difference that a sommelier can do is what are those customers they come once and they don't come again or mm. they are regular customers then you can have the same uh type of wine revenue or the uh, margins they can be very good and you can mm-hmm. have the same uh let's say the same success as a sommelier in selling your wines but mm-hmm. if the customer c- keeps coming back is because you did your job mm. extra well, extra good then that in my opinion is the best way to check how the sommelier uh, how, does. How, how, do,
1: how, does uh, re- how do actually restaurants measure you know uh, they're coming back you know do they I mean not all restaurants have the resources to have like memberships and phone numbers and databases, right? So uh, is that purely on like gut and just remembering faces?
0: Purely, yes, because yes, they could run, let's say, uh, a customer satisfaction survey, but normally restaurants, classy restaurants, high-end restaurants, they don't do that because they don't want to be too uh, Mm -hmm. invasive in their privacy of their... But of course, you have ratings, you have uh, stars, you have ways of understanding uh, feedbacks from your from your customers you have a way to understand how uh, good is the experience that a customer has in a so, restaurant so let's just
1: go right there i'm sure you, you may be teaching this as one of the elements in your course how do you measure customer experience you know what are the listening factors you know as you said, like what are the uh, give me an example of some feedbacks or some listening uh things you know, so you know that yes. it's on the good track.
0: Yes. Well, again, the, the customer that goes back to the to the restaurant regularly, a regular client, is the first
2: That's thing. That's Then, yeah.
0: when you see that the wines, normally statistically, uh, a customer choose the first three, four wines on the list. If he doesn't have anybody uh, suggesting or approaching them, they don't. They are not adventurous because they they go for what they know already, and they don't try new things. Uh, That can happen even when you have a sommelier, because maybe the sommelier is a bit too uh, unapproachable or is a bit too aggressive, and then they tend to choose by themselves. They tend Mm. to be less adventurous. When you see that your wines in the wines list are Uh, Your customers are drinking those wines, that are trying new things. That is a good indication of a sommelier doing their job at their best abilities. Then I think uh, the more adventurous are customers, the better is uh, the job the sommelier did. Then is is a good way. And of course, you have uh, again feedbacks, and and now you have. a few platform that you can uh, book your restaurants mm-hmm. and they allow you to give your uh, your feedback. And that is mm-hmm. always interesting for general managers to check that and see if they can find something that may be recurrent. It's not the classical cl- uh, customer that is always complaining, but something that maybe is not working in the mm-hmm. team and can be just a matter of um, creating the good a good uh, a good atmosphere in the team, and then maybe mm-hmm. working harder to uh, pass on that passion and that uh,
1: excitement
0: mm-hmm. in 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 dealing with customers and making them happy.
1: Got it. Uh, I'm sure that you may have designed the course, you know, uh, after some feedback from even restaurant owners and you know general managers on what they want from a sommelier, let's say, or some common problems which they face that. You know, this guy just don't get it right like sometimes it's it's a very like five or six things that boss knows that for example you know uh it, this role needs uh are there any particular let's say i'm, I'm uh, this is for the restaurant owners right like what are uh some things that they constantly uh, want somebody to improve upon
0: well normally what i hear because we have a we have a few uh ex students that they of course they are now sommeliers general managers or friends or teachers we have our teacher the one that uh, teaches service uh, that of course is a um, he works in a in a very important restaurant in London and uh, what they are always complaining is about the fact that the sommeliers they don't they don't have time, and it's understandable. But to to be up to date with new trends or to revision their knowledge constantly, mm. because we all we all know that you can't retain a lot of information for a long time. You tend to forget things, and then of course you have to re- constantly do a, a revision of your knowledge and be up to date with the new trends with with that with that uh of course information that then you have to pass on your customers then that is probably the the biggest uh thing that the the restaurants especially some restaurants they want to focus on for example if an italian restaurant of course they expect you to be super knowledgeable about Mm. old wines in Italy because maybe there's a customer coming and maybe they went I think on. Holidays because their customers
1: and, know more about wine anyway, right? Like some
0: sometimes just because you go on holidays in a in a mm. particular region, you taste that wine that is like very like yeah just locally. Serene. Sometimes they happen to me as well when I do my courses I do an Italian uh, wine specialist course course. And I always said the 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 Person, I said ah I went to Italy and I and I and I tried that wine why is not on your uh on, <laughs> on your slide said well, because it's drunk locally and I, and I had to cut you know in Italy we have 440 uh yeah. wines different wines and great varieties then I have to cut the one that they are just drunk in that area because yeah. otherwise it would be of course the last like forever then yeah it happens that you, you but you know you need to be up to date as much as you can.
1: Of course. Mm. What about, you know, uh, interviewing and hiring some leaders, right? Like what are some uh, soft characteristics or behavioral interview questions you would, you would want to, you know, give some samples out where you can at least test their character one. And then second is maybe some three or four tactical questions that how do you, you know, uh, grow your gross profit or upsell, you know, uh, can, can you walk us through three behavior and three proper business questions?
0: Yes, well, I think that of course the biggest uh, skill, the most important skill that a sommelier has to have, is social skill, which is not something that everybody has. Unfortunately, you mm-hmm. know, we all we are different, and we we have to love uh, hospitality mentality, mm. that the, one, the the what they they wanting to to, to serve have, the guest, give an experience, to serve yeah. and and give an experience. Of course, if you're not. If you're reluctant with that, you're not mm. going to be great. You're not going to be great at your job. And uh, uh, selling skills, which is also a skill that is important. Then, of course, you have to um, ask them to perform, ask them to perform a service, to perform a um, mm-hmm. suggestion, a pairing, giving them the possibility to show the way they interact. Mm-hmm. And regarding, the, of course, the um, technical questions, the technical um uh, skills. Those are you. You can always learn that. Those mm. I think you can always learn because every restaurant has their own style. They use their own software. They can have different margins, and you can always learn that in one day or two because mm. it's just about, a matter of like adapting to a new uh, set of uh, technical like numbers and, and, and calculations. Yeah while your character is your character you can't change maybe you can't force yourself to do a job that is not for you but then because it's a job that is very intense and demanding mm. if you're not if you're not great in social in social interactions that will then backlash when you when you are under stress then I think how, how do you people, like are
1: there three or four like let's say one or two questions that come to your mind which you would ask to judge someone's uh Social capabilities.
0: Well, I will. I will test them. Ask them questions. For example, after um, tell them things like I don't like tannins mm. uh, in wines. I don't like the bitterness of wine. Can you suggest a wine that doesn't have any bitterness? Which is always that question that you say. Well, wine is not bitter. Maybe you're referring to tannins that they mm. can be mm. bitter. Or I don't like, uh, I don't like Chardonnay. Can you, so so can you you're asking Chardonnay?
1: a silly question, noticing their reaction, noticing their ego yeah. uh, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Got
0: it. Yes, exactly. What they, if they, as you said, if, if they, if the ego comes mm. in the way and they are like a little bit arrogant with lines like, how can can you say that? I mean, is mm. that this wine is not. Is not uh, bitter uh, that, or they try to get around that and try to make them understand uh, things. Then I think it's more of a not direct questions, but more mm. creating the situation in which their uh, ego can get in the way, or they can show off that like social skill that makes you say the right thing spontaneously without forcing.
1: Mm. uh one of the things you said was you know creating bond uh, with the customers as well, right like uh uh one one of the the way I can normally envision and measure is if if a guest is asking you know if if let's say you don't have a nameplate and then then they're just asking what is what's your name, you know so at least that's a good sign that you know you've created that bond. And now now next time he says, Hey, I want Angelo here, you know. I want it. Uh so so that's a good win. So uh what has that person done, you know, or three or four things that you you suggest they do that instantly sort of creates that relationship with the customer. It can be from right at the get-go greeting, right? Like any yes, samples well, you can do. Uh-
0: Yes, Uh, for example, not be too technical, because of course, you create that separation between you, your knowledge, and the customer that doesn't have the same knowledge. And using always uh, terms and descriptors that they are understandable. Of course, if you use, uh, if you describe a wine, for example, I always give this example to my my students. Uh, If you said that a wine is acidic to a customer, you said, Hmm. ah, try this wine because it's Is acidic and have that lovely acidity. The the customer can say, No, I don't want an acidic wine because Mm. it doesn't sound like very appealing an acidic wine. But if you use fresh, which is something that reminds you of acidity, but is not acidity, this wine is very fresh and is lively Mm. and is vibrant. That is a way to like not using the technical world that we understand when we taste the wine, but with like people that they know about wine Mm. but at the same time it's more appealing for a customer Then, not be too technical Uh, for sure having um, uh, again an elegant but not too cold uh, approach also would do Mm. your wine service because again that is more approachable everything is more approachable if you're not strict you don't pour the wine every time mm. the customer have a sip and then you get, you're there mm. pouring more wine. They feel under pressure because they feel that you're going to sell another bottle. Yeah. Maybe you think you're doing a good service, but it's actually something that makes the customer quite anxious to have all the... Are, the, are, the, are there the, any uh,
1: particular uh, uh, rules of the game where you know I get sometimes annoyed when uh, like five times a, a, a waiter would ask, in like 20 minutes, is everything okay? Can I get you something, right? So are there any particular like things which you would, there is a rule book which says, okay, first you say this and then after three minutes, leave them alone and then go once and then nothing, you know?
0: Yeah, it's not a a, uh, strict rule, but you have to read the room and be a little bit uh, of a psychologist. If you see that a person is with, uh, I don't know, a date or a wife or a husband, of course, you 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 give them privacy because they need that. Instead, if I maybe a table where is a business thing, maybe you check a little bit more just because the like host maybe wants to have hmm. wants that everybody has the best experience. Then is more keen on being you know yeah, that's sure a good that everything is working for everyone. That is more. Personalize your approach to the table. What mm. type of table you have in front of you, and consequently adapt to the situation. Of course, it is, you need a little bit of experience, but that is what you know. Make the, the, so, the
1: got it. One of these questions. I this is again personally right. I find it very fascinating and funny these days. Is you know I, I hope the food is okay. You know, of course, I'm going to say okay. I mean, even if it's not right. And what are you going to do if it's not, right? So are there any better way to ask this kind of stupid questions which we still keep asking uh, in actually uh, reading the guest and sort of acknowledging truly what we mean?
0: Yeah, well, of course, uh, you can you you can check what how the way they are eating, the way they are enjoying themselves, how how much they are eating, the <clears throat> ratio between what they are eating and what they're drinking. Uh, Again, reading the room is important and then checking, uh, let's say, in the beginning that everything is fine. When they have their food, they have their wine, you check on them. Is everything fine? And that, that's it. If you see yeah. that there's a problem there, that maybe they don't eat their food or they don't drink their wine, maybe, mm-hmm. and they are willing, they're looking around. It's also the way people act uh, when they are at the table if they don't look around that they don't uh, make eye contact there's a chance that they don't want to interact for any reason while if mm. they are lo- they're looking around they try to make eye contact maybe they have something to say but they don't have the courage to call you and then yeah, it's always reading the room it's important oh. to to do it in a in a, in a very uh um, it's a natural and not forced way mm. but I think is when you have a little bit of practice you can kind of understand the the secrets Mm. so so let's go on the secrets
1: right like when you uh, are there any hacks uh, for sommeliers to you know get uh, a beverage order you know let's say I'm approaching a guest and I'm just saying uh, do you want to start off with any drinks versus you who are smoothing it very perfectly and your conversion is better than mine it's obviously they both have different approaches, right? And you are getting more orders.
0: Well, yes, there is a secret that actually our teacher, our serv- teacher of like um, sommelier service is, is always, is, is, quite, is quite a funny one, but I think it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he normally said that uh, when you point something out, mm-hmm. people, they will look at that specific thing. They wouldn't look at you. When you have your bottle in your hand and you show it to the customer, of course, you have a lot of orders, you have a lot of wines, then sometimes you don't remember the name of the wine. But as soon as you point that wine with a finger, the customer will look at the label and you can actually read the label and repeat the name of the wine because it's important to repeat the name of the wine to make sure that they order the right the right mm. wine. That is a trick to be always like on point when you name the wine and you show to the customer the label same thing with the price you don't want to say to a person are you sure you're, you want that wine because it's very expensive you can't say something mm. like that but at the same time you want to make sure that they are not ordering a wine that is that, that is not the one that they wanted just because they didn't notice the price it's always mm. you know something you have to be soft then you with the the wine list open you point at the price instead of the name of the wine then this is Mm. the one you then you want this bottle Mm. the customer looks at the price
1: that's a good that's a good one so
2: yeah
0: yes use use your tools to to make sure that everything is clear sometimes it's not and it's very Mm. embarrassing for for uh customers, maybe they ordered the wrong wine, they didn't want to mm. spend as much, but they didn't notice that the wine was expensive. Or sometimes they want to spend money and they are desperate to show off with their friends. And mm. you have to get along with what they want, but it's not mm. easy to understand in the beginning. Then you have to use tools in order to make sure that everything is 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 going
1: smoothly. I, I think uh that's amazing. Uh, I think uh answer. One of, the, one of the things before that comes, you know, they're picking a, a, a wine menu, right? Like, or are they coming in the mindset of uh, drinking? You know, what, what kind of tips are there? Uh, maybe one thing that comes to my mind is like a deco, right? But there must be some table setup uh, hacks out there where you're forcing them to sort of think beverage first.
0: Yes, well, uh, normally the best approach is always to um, ask them what they eat first before to suggest the wine. Then,
2: Mm.
0: yes, you can suggest an aperitif, then the aperitif can be anything. uh, But as well, that is a little bit something that you have to consider, because if they ask a glass of Amarone as an aperitif, that can be very heavy in the beginning. And then it's very difficult then to pair a wine after that. Then you don't want to be insisting for them to do what you want them to do, but at the same time, you try to uh, guide them. Then again, is, uh, it's always good to know, to ask first, what are you going to eat tonight, if I can ask? And then um, based on that, you can then uh, give a specific suggestion. Because again, as I said in the beginning, a bad pairing can really affect the wine mm. and can affect as well the food. Then maybe uh, let's, say, let's say an extreme, uh, an extreme example. Again, an Amarone with fish. Of course, the Amarone is a beautiful wine; is is smooth, is 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 wonderful. But if you pair it with, with fish or with something that is not as like good, so at,
1: at so you were you're expecting to go in a closing uh, sales mode right like you're you are asking for a food let's say this lamb burger and then you're saying fantastic uh, so i think this uh, beer goes great with you know this burger would you want that beer as well are you are you suggesting that or they, they have to ask now what would you want to drink i think there's two no, or first three of all drinks
0: per cause very generic questions do you like full body wines light body mm-hmm. wines do you prefer white or red Try to understand the big macros then the family mm-hmm. is red wine, the family is fresh and lively wines and then mm-hmm. you can suggest and then you can say I will suggest with this dish something a little bit like fuller in body but don't worry mm-hmm. I can I can suggest something that is more, not, I, not
1: I understood but before that comes in, that question right like and what are we having for drinking, what's a good, what is that perfect First question for the beverage.
0: Literally the, the direct approach, of course, you, normally Sommelier is not the one that, that orders that get the order for the food, then it should come after and say, what do you, uh, would you like to drink tonight? Uh, mm. are, you, are you Do you want to explore the wine list or do you fancy anything else? A, a really relaxed approach without mm. putting too much pressure. So let's go let's
1: go there because I think I've not heard this answer but maybe you can try to brainstorm if someone says no uh, I'm fine you know just water please. Uh, Are there any ways to even do something about it and maybe sell a four dollar Chardonnay house house glass or you literally suggest boom walk out and
0: I wouldn't suggest because myself when I go to a restaurant and maybe I have a tasting later and I have to taste 40 wines I don't want any wine, and if I if I want mm. water, that's it. I, I want to. I don't want people to try to sell me something else. Then no, if they don't want wine, they want beer, they want anything else. Respect the customer, respect what they want. If they, uh, you can uh, you can offer an aperitif. The only thing that maybe you can push is an aperitif mm-hmm. because that is something that even a person that doesn't drink during the meal can have but based on what they choose as an aperitif if they choose a i don't know a, an orange juice then don't go
2: mm.
0: there with wine or anything else alcoholic
2: mm-hmm. but after
0: that if they want water respect that and don't don't push any cell because maybe next time they will come and get a a bottle of crystal just because you are not mm. pushy and they True. feel free to 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 drink what they want and then if you are pushy, maybe you lose that client and the, the mm. customers, and, and it's not a good
2: impression True. that you give.
1: True. What about up uh, upselling or second asking for a second glass? You know, are there any things that you teach uh, students or uh, sommeliers, let's say, on you know how you would approach uh, them for the second glass?
0: Well, again, it's all about uh, timing. Then not mm-hmm. like like running there as soon as they they have the last seat. but at the same time. No, way too much because maybe they're mm-hmm. thirsty and they want a second glass and, and it's always reading the room and reading the customer then uh, of course asking if they want more uh if they say no i'm okay i'm i'm fine with with this that that's mm-hmm. it you don't need to say anything else you, you
1: i think by experience uh, i'm sure everyone would know that is that person looking for a check or if they're still eating and looking for a second glass or something, I believe, right? Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that uh, is- uh, let's go on UK Sommelier Association, right? Uh, what, what, what do we exactly do there? Uh, and I believe, you know, it's, it's also for, as you said, like anyone trying to get into the industry and also, you know, the current industry people uh, who wants to sharpen and learn, you know, the wine side of things. Like it can be a dishwasher person who wants to now go on the floor you know so just explain you know who are the prospective students you know what is the value they get there and some courses please just a couple of courses
0: yes yeah Uh, basically we do the international version of the Italian Sommelier Association the Italian Sommelier Association is was uh, created in the late 60s I think as 50 and plus years old uh, and is the most popular and well-known in Italy. Everybody in Italy uh, wow. have a sommelier diploma because we feel is our duty, as I said, to know about wine. Not everybody, I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Too, too much, but you know, it's, it's very yeah. common. They are everywhere, they have school in every single village uh, or city or town in Italy. And we do the international version. Of course, in Italy, they are focusing on Italian wines. The course is structured a little bit differently because it's more uh, is longer. We compress the, the, the same course. It's a little bit more um, intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and of course, it's international that we study all the wines from all over the world. In London, you have to be ready for everything, mm-hmm. every wine from uh, every country. And and yes, and we. Uh, there's uh, the, the the program is based on uh, their um, their qualification, and then we teach everything from service, seller management, and uh, uh, sommelier skills, wines from the world, wine tasting technique, wine and food pairing, and we focus especially in them the students to understand their wine. We. Taste in total of more than a hundred wines in uh, mm-hmm. during the course, and every single lesson we insist in make them like understand and be more aware of the style, the the aromas, etc. That is our main focus with the uh, food and wine pairing. Mm,
2: that is nice.
0: uh, one. We normally we run one two courses per year. And we an average of 40, 45, 50 students per course. Mm-hmm. And and then we do short courses for people that they don't want to commit to a six-month course and they want like l- to learn something a little bit like about a specific uh, topic like Italian wines or wine and food uh, pairing or tasting, etc. That is the main mm-hmm. activities. And then we, of course, run the Best Sommelier UK, uh, the competition, which is... An interesting way of uh, testing the knowledge of the what best are what
1: are the criteria for that? So you know because my there was one question of you know who's a good sommelier to you like define the greatest yeah. sommelier right? So what are these criteria on how you uh, reward the best sommelier?
0: Well, the criteria is to to access the competition is to um, have worked one year as a professional sommelier at least. Uh, but it's open to everyone because we have a, a written test with, with a tasting and, a, and a pairing that even if you are a young sommelier and uh, you know you don't have a lot of experience, you can still win the competition. Of course, the, the, the part that is more uh, engaging and interesting is the part on stage because we have the uh, competition on stage in which the three se- uh, semifinalists, they compete with each other. And again, is um, uh, they perform on stage with a table of uh, fake customers that they are of course journalists and judges that they ask tricky questions. They ask to, of course, decanter wine, uh, to pair food with wine, a lot of challenging things that sommeliers normally they do every day in their restaurants, Mm -hmm. but when they're on stage, of course, nerves—they are—they play a big role. Then, mm. uh, but yeah, uh, our winners have always been amazing. That, like, mm. breathtaking—the way that they manage the the stage and they serve the wines and they do everything with class, with style. With, of course, London is a, is a very
2: good school for, yeah. for, for practice. Do, for do you provide
1: placement services as well, like? Are there potential employers who, who scout from your association?
0: Yes, yes, of course. As soon as we start, actually, we started now receiving requests. As soon as we start mm. the course, uh, a lot of restaurants reach out and ask us to send their sommeliers. And normally we send people from the beginning of the course because nice. restaurants say, okay, even better, I can shape my sommelier while i st- studying yeah. and having a person that, of course, have the you know the style that i need you know every restaurant has their own uh, r- little rules or styles or way to apply uh, those skills then yes we we definitely have this connection
1: nice i want to I, I wanted to really end on that one personal uh, you know story which i i would want you to share about one of that student you know which you answered in the interview who Who came from Italy and did not know about wine I think that was very because I know that person as well and I did not know actual background of it I knew the titles you know uh, but I did not know that you know that's how uh, it went there so let's talk about that person and I think uh, that will show the characteristics and the grit the resilience part of the business you know on, on what it takes to really keep on going and that you can keep on going you know you can keep on progressing
0: so uh, I think yes, of you Matteo Montone, which I think I I don't remember. I think it was 2014. I don't remember mm-hmm. dates. Sorry about that. I get confused because I run too many courses and now, but maybe 14 or 15. And and I remember he he was he just arrived from Italy. Then he was very very new in the London uh, crazy uh, life and but he was uh, from the start I thought this guy is gonna do something great Mm. because he was so focused so uh, interested he was asking a lot of questions and people that they ask questions normally is because they want to learn quickly and 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 progress quickly and of course because of that he learned a lot more than you expect from just a student of a course and we were Mm. I think I don't remember if it was his first job but very quickly he started working at the Ritz and of course you have immediately a super professional yeah. uh, training and you're you have to keep studying and keep uh yeah uh, progressing in your in your learning uh journey and and then from there of course we don't follow our our uh, students career because otherwise we will be always checking where they what they are doing but all of a sudden i see him everywhere yeah <laughs> he of course he, he changed his job a few times and he progressed with his career so well yeah. and then at the end he uh, in 2018 he became the best uh, young wor- world uh, young sommelier and and now he is a very well known uh, sommelier in London. One of the best sommeliers in London, mm. and he is a master sommelier. And he, he did the whole thing.
1: Correct. Right. Perfect like, well, example of a
0: yes. And he and I remember that because I know also his wife, and we were meeting at events, and she was saying, like, "Oh my god, he's always studying." <laughs> is coming back home after do you think long he had
1: uh, uh, business uh, dna as well a little bit about entrepreneurship uh,
0: probably probably yes is of course is uh, you that again the, the sommelier job is very you have to have a lot of skills and the more you have the better it is because at the end you are like uh, keen on, on on learning and and, and progressing and then but something that I want to say, because this is also very important, because it's also my experience. Um, when you have the diploma, sommelier diploma, you can do a lot of things that they're not connected with hospitality. I have students that they wrote books, that mm-hmm. they became wine journalists. They opened their own business, that they do consultancies, that they became wine brokers. Myself, I'm aspiring to be a wine documentarist, wine filmmaker, and that will be my next, probably, evolution of my career. Then, yes, the sommelier course gives you a diploma of sommelier, but from that moment on, you have a broad uh, understanding of wine. Then you can use that in very um, diverse ways and not just working in hospitality
1: usually I've noticed that Europeans or let's say especially Italians or French you know are so passionate about wine you know do you believe that uh you can learn passion or you know it's just like oh, okay I, I don't think I'm passionate I don't feel connection with with this wine you know uh how how can you like as you said you know like you can smell the, that This kicked me when you said smell the flowers try to try to feel things right uh but without interest you don't put effort you know so how do you uh generate interest, uh, which puts creates passion?
0: Well, uh, actually, I can tell you that when I start the course, I have always, I, uh, we go through the same kind of uh, feedback when we start the course. After two or three lessons, especially after... The lesson about um, wine tasting technique that is specifically about smelling mm-hmm. fruits. I literally cut fruits and uh, go and buy flowers and spices, etc. I put everything together in a plate and people start smelling. And And after that, that lesson, I have always like a group of five, six people say, Oh my God, this is overwhelming. I don't smell yeah. anything when I smell the wine I smell wine. and I can't even describe one one descriptor. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna <laughs> succeed. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a, uh, I'm gonna fail the exam. And I, I always said the same thing. Wait. Wait yeah. two or three months and then tell me again. And when we finish the course, they're all there with their wine swirling and smelling and describing things that they are amazing. And I said, see, (laughs) trust the process. It's it's like going to the gym. Of course, you have to be passionate about what you're doing. But when you start understanding what you have in front of you and start getting the, the aromas and getting the sensation and understanding the wine the passion comes, passion comes, can come w- with knowledge because at that point you say, wow, this is so interesting. And this is so, I mean, the challenge makes that passion yet yeah, grow. And for sure, that is, is a good indicator when when at the end of the course, I can see that they are all like very
2: neat. into
0: their their wine, they're swirling and they're getting all their, the aromas that is when the passion is at its best, of course.
1: Any uh, closing tips for our young sommeliers trying to, you know, uh, trying to get some motivation from you?
0: I think the best thing is to study a lot but not just great varieties, soil, countries and areas but also understanding the wine. Trying to smell fruits and flowers try to remember smells and try to then try to find them in wines because yeah. when you understand the bouquet of the wine the sensations of the wine then you have an understanding of what it is that what the style of that wine you can suggest it you can pair it then it's important not only having pure knowledge and uh, that you can show off but also mm. deeply understand that wine and. Uh, understand what is the style of that wine and tasting is very important and 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 having a mentor that teaches you how to taste because tasting is not something that is natural you need to have Mm -hmm. someone that tells you how to do it then it's important to learn with someone that can train that palate and train the nose etc that is uh, what i think is the most important thing Mm -hmm.